Yo, how is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. I am your host, Chris Maltby, and I am joined with my co-hosts, Parsh Shaw and Jan LaClinton today. How's it going, guys? What's up, y'all? What's up, guys? We are also joined with a special guest, the editor on our website and the owner of True Time Chicago, and also a DePaul student, which doesn't resonate too well with me being a DePaul student. We've got Zach Rumbos on today. Zach, how's it going? What's up, everybody? So, today we are going to be running you guys through our first ever uh, Bear Down mock draft. As we all know, the draft is in about three weeks, if that isn't postponed, and we assume that it's happening virtually. So we're going to be trying to get out as much draft content to you guys as we can over the next three weeks. And we're going to be doing a couple mock drafts with these couple people and basically getting our thoughts out on some very good prospects that the Bears can draft. So let's hop right into it. As we know, the Bears don't own any first-round picks in this year's draft. They actually start off at pick 43 in the second round. They own two second-round picks, but with the first one at pick 43, I've got them picking Urza Cleveland, offensive tackle. Uh, Let me give you guys a little bit of perspective on this one. Urza is a 6'6 offensive lineman with massive arms, and he can move. He's got a 4.93 40-yard dash for an offensive lineman, which is very solid, and I think that he can make the most out of all inside and outside zone blocks because of his athleticism. He can also be a swing tackle and has consistent pressure when blocking on pass plays, and he moves his feet quickly to stay in space on blocks. We all know that the Bears need offensive line help this offseason, and people want him to address it. People want the Bears to address it more. So I'm going to go with Urza Cleveland for my first pick. Uh, he played tackle at Boise State, and uh, yeah, that's my first pick. Parth, what do you got? I have us taking Terrell Lewis, um, an edge, out of like edge defender out of Alabama. Um, this might be kind of shocking, especially because we got Robert Quinn this offseason, but I feel like having depth at that position is always the best and uh it's better to, it's like he's an upgrade from Aaron Lynch for sure and uh if anything goes wrong with Mac or Bobby Quinn during the season uh this guy would definitely be a great takeover instead of Aaron Lynch in my opinion and he is 6'5 258 he played for Alabama it's a great school we know how Alabama grades athletes in the NFL um he's known for his speed his long strides and his footwork which is something is not like it's not as teachable as like other things so he knows the intangibles uh, and the ins and outs and i think it would be a decent pick at 43 cool jalen who you got at 43 um at 43 i have damian lewis damian lewis he's a uh if interior offensive lineman from lsu he dominates in like drive he dominates in drive blocks you know he's a very good run a very good run uh a very good run blocker um, I, I say we need an offensive lineman because with like with the retirement of Kyle Long, um, the only real other offensive guard we have on the roster is Jermaine and Feggy, which is not good. He shouldn't go into the season being the main starter. So I feel like with uh, our first, second-round pick, we should be drafting Damian Lewis. All right, Zach, who you got with pick 43? All right, at pick 43, I got K.J. Hamler out of Penn State. Uh, wide receiver. I thought, honestly, he's kind of a sleeper because at this point, T. Higgins is still on the board. But uh, with K.J. Himmler, he's got a four-two-seven. He didn't run at the combine. He tweaked his hamstring. Um, he's five-nine, so he could be a great deep threat. 
Uh, he's deadly threat off the line. And I think with the release of Taylor Gabriel, uh, he has a lot of potential. He's 20 years old. And I think with this deep receiving core we have with Ridley, Javon Wims, Robinson, and Miller, he could, he could fit in well and hopefully develop into a great player. Absolutely. So now let's head on to the second pick of the second round. And this is where things get really interesting. So I think there we had one edge rusher, two offensive linemen, and a wide receiver. Obviously, I think the most pressing need is the offensive line. So we'll see what the other guys did who didn't pick the offensive line first round or first pick. So let's get right into it. Uh, Zach just came off an underrated wide receiver, and I've got another one for you. We've got Donovan Peoples-Jones, wide receiver out of Michigan. He's incredibly athletic, ran a 4-4-8, 40-yard dash, had a 44-5-inch vertical jump, and 139 inches on the broad jump. So incredibly athletic. He's an all-purpose threat, and during his junior year at Michigan, he scored 13 touchdowns in only seven games. He's also shown to be a threat as a punt returner, if that's ever something the Bears want to try out. Obviously, we have Tariq Cohen back there right now, but he's got a big frame. He uses his leverage for better route running. He's got reliable hands, which is something the Bears arguably need more than anything, and he works very well out of quick breaks at the line of scrimmage. So I'm going to go with Donovan Peoples-Jones with my 50th pick. Who you got, Parth? Uh, I had who Jalen took with his 43rd pick, Damian Lewis, LSU offense lineman. I was surprised to find him at, uh, was it pick 50, right? Yeah, 50. Yeah, so I was surprised to find him at pick 50, but I picked him up. Uh, like Jalen said, he's got the frame, he's got the size, and we have a pressing need at offensive line. Um, the offensive line wasn't as great as last year, so we need as many as players to upgrade the offensive line, and Damian Lewis would be a great addition to the Bears. All right, Jalen, what do you have? All right, so at 50, I have Trayvon Diggs. Uh, he's a cornerback from Alabama. Uh, he He's the f- younger brother of Bill's wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, who was a former Vikings wide receiver. Uh, he's a converted cornerback. Um, coming out of high school, he was a wide receiver, just like his brother. Um, he's gr- he's great in man coverage, great in zone coverage, and can press when he needs to. Um, with, at pick 50, this is definitely a good spot to find a cornerback. I, didn't, I actually didn't think he was going to be here, so I was kind of surprised when he was, so I instantly had to, you know, draft him. Um, we we kind of do have a pressing need at cornerback. We don't know who's going to be cornerback number two with the release of Prince Mukamara. Um, it's a it's going to be a couple guys definitely competing for that spot, like Troy Robertson, um, Kevin Tolliver. And, you know, if we draft Tra- Trayvon Diggs, he, he would definitely be, uh, would be a part of that competition. So, yeah. Zach, who you got? All right, at pick 50, I've got Cole Komet, tight end out in Notre Dame. Interesting. Uh, honestly, I was I was a little surprised to see him still here, honestly. I just I think he has a lot of potential. Uh, he's very athletic. He played baseball and football at Notre Dame. Uh, he's got a really smooth release off the line. Uh, when he catches his balls, he takes hits very well. Uh, he's a good size. He's 6'4", 235 pounds. And while I didn't pick an offensive lineman, I still think that tight end is such a pressing need for our offensive scheme. Uh, and we do have Jimmy Graham and, and uh, Burton, but I still believe that we need a tight end to be able to develop for the future. And I think Cole Komet uh, showed interest in the Bears as well, and I love that pick. Absolutely. All right, so as we all know, the Bears ended up giving away their fourth-round compensatory pick. That was 140th overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars in exchange for Nick Foles. So we do not have that pick anymore. So the next pick we're going to jump to is actually – the 18th pick in the fifth round, 163rd overall. I had Julian Blackman, not to be confused with Justin Blackman, uh, the former former NFL wide receiver. But I've got Julian Blackman with this pick. He's a safety, 
and he's got a 6.24 prospect grade on NFL.com. And for someone available in the fifth round, that's not something that you would commonly see. That's that's the grade for someone that possibly could be a, a like backup to starter. So he's incredibly versatile. He plays many different positions. He's played nickel corner, strong safety, and free safety. Uh, and due to his field recognition and combination of side and speed, side and size and speed, he had nine interceptions in three years. Can play through blocks in space, wipe out running backs in the middle of the field in the box. He's an aggressive hitter, and he can do basically everything we need to. And could I think he could pair well with Eddie Jackson if we decide to go for other needs in the second round. Parthu, do you got at pick one sixty three? I am taking uh, safety Antoine Brooks Jr. from Maryland. Uh, he remind he, he's like his pro comparison is Adrian Amos. So he's a physical tone setting defender um, in the box type of safety. Exactly what we need to pair up with a Jackson. Uh, he does. He is known to be a liability in coverage. So, but I mean, we can probably develop that with uh, Dion Bush as and. Who else did we get this year from the Chiefs? I forgot his name. But, Jordan Lewis. Uh, yeah, Jordan Lewis. Uh, so we can develop Antoine Brooks through that system. And he, he has a prospect grade of six, which is hard to find in the fourth round. Thought something that you can't pass up on. And he was a former quarterback. So just some pluses there, here and there, which I like this pick, actually. Jalen, who you got at pick number 163? At 163, I have tight end Josiah Dugora from Cincinnati. Now, when I was first like doing this mock draft and I saw his name, because he was, at that time he was the best available player. Um, I didn't really know who he was. So um, after I looked him up, you know, he's a he's really a project a project type of player. He's a fifth year senior. He was a great blocker and a great receiver in college, and um, he's he's here to come here and you know be a development type piece. You know, uh, we have we had big problems that tight end doing this year, you know, uh, with Trey Burton being hurt and not getting much production from that system. So um, with us, with Anid being at tight end and him, him being the best player available on the board, I feel like why not take him? I mean, I feel like it can't get much worse at as than Adam Shaheen as far as the developmental tight end goes. Um, Zach, who do you have in the fifth round at 163? Yeah, so I'm actually with you. I got Julian Blackman out of Utah. Um, pretty much everything you said, I mean, uh, I think – He's got a high potential. He's a great tackler. He's got great speed. Uh, he played cornerback at one point in his career. Um, he's got a good feel for man coverage. And you see in this draft with such a deep wide receiver core that you'll see players that with this talent drop so low. Um, I think this would be a great pickup, something that we need uh, for a backup position at safety. Absolutely. Next, I've got Justin Stranad. Uh, and that, I think, is round six. Yes, round six, pick 17, 196 overall, so that's 196. I've got Justin Stranad, and it sounds like I'm pronouncing that weird because it looks weird on paper, but uh, linebacker from Wake Forest. So to give you a little bit about him, he's very comfortable in zone coverage, has the ability to cover athletic tight ends in the seam. Similar to Roquan Smith, he's a really good sideline-to-sideline linebacker. He has experience on special teams and has made some really big plays in times of really big need for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. So I'm going to pick him there. I think we need someone that could fill the gap maybe left by Kevin Pierre-Lewis and Nick Kwiatkowski. We want to start developing those linebackers as quickly as possible as we only have Barcavius Mingo on a one-year deal. So I think a linebacker later down the road is something that could really help us out. Parth, who do you have at pick 196? 
I have was taken uh, Tyree Phillips, uh, offensive lineman from Mississippi State. Uh, he played tackle in college, um, but I, his one of his weaknesses it says that he has subpar foot speed. But he is he, uh, once again a big offensive lineman, something that you cannot just like give a player, I guess. So he's he's not as athletic as the other offensive lineman, but I think he can turn into a good developmental player and has some starter qualities that could be worth taking a hit on. Jalen, who do you got? At 196. At 196, I have wide receiver Tyree Cleveland from Florida. He's a 6'3 receiver. Um, now, one of his, like, big – or one of his uh, abilities is he's a very good deep threat. Um, the wide the receiver position is l- looking to, you know, change after we kept Prince Umu Kamara for, as a cap casualty, which was our deep threat during this season. Um, Taylor so Gabriel, Tyree, you said Prince. Up, <laughs> Taylor Gabriel was the new threat. Yeah. <laughs> so with, with Tyree, we're just basically getting a better, a better, bigger Taylor Gabriel. Taylor Gabriel is like five eight. Tyree Cleveland is six three, and plus he ran a sub four four at the uh, at the combine. So why not drive, draft him? You know, this is a a late pick. He can come here. Who knows what he can do with that type of size and speed? You know, he could he could definitely be a key rotational wide receiver down the line, if not in his rookie season. Yep. Zach, who do you got with this first of two six-round picks? All right, at pick 196, I got Trey Adams, offensive tackle out of Washington. Uh, there's not much to report on him besides he's a great size, 6'8", 314 pounds. Uh, he's got good lateral ability, and he's got good run blocking. Uh, the only con with him is that he faced a lot of injuries in his career, um, so that might be something to look at, but I still think it's a decent pickup. Uh, he's got a high rating, and I think that's definitely, since I didn't pick a, a lineman earlier in the draft, it's, some, it's a position that we need to fill. So, Absolutely. So, next we've got one more pick in the sixth round. That's actually four picks later at pick number 200. I'm going to go with Neville Clark, cornerback out of UCF, Central Florida. I think he would have a good chance to make the roster. This one isn't a guarantee. But he's pretty athletic with a 126-inch broad jump and a 35-inch vertical. He uses his very long arms to swat the ball and has quick footwork that can disrupt, disrupt some routes early on. If he can improve his technique and transitions in zone coverage, he can be solid. But he needs to improve at the breaking point of the ball and against underneath routes like slants and stuff like that. So uh, I'm going to go with Nabil Clark out of UCF, cornerback, for my 200th pick. Parth, who do you got at pick number 200? I have a second cornerback, Josiah Scott, from Michigan State. Um, he is gifted athlete. He's got smooth hips, quick feet, explosive speed. The only problem with him is he is 5'10". I do have a lot of short cornerbacks, so the size is a little question mark. But, I mean, he could like uh, he could he could compete with Duke Shelley, Kevin Tolliver, uh, the guy we picked up in the CFL to compete for cornerback too, and maybe replace Buster Screen down the road, so... Just Absolutely. Jalen, who do you have at pick number 200? So at pick, a, at pick 200, I have Shaheem Carter. I think that's how you pronounce his safety from Alabama. Um, like Just like Eddie Jackson out of Alabama, he's a former cornerback turned safety after he got hurt in his freshman year. He's not a very dy- dynamic player, but he on, on the field, he knows what he's, he knows his job. He knows he's supposed to play his own. And if anything, if any ball comes his way, make sure it's not in the receiver's hands. Um, and once again, this is another 
de- developmental project type piece. Um, he's not going to come in here and be the safety right away. He's going to come in here, learn behind Jordan Lucas, maybe maybe even compete for that strong safety position. But uh, at pick, at, in the pick in the sixth round, I'm taking Shaheen Carter. Who do you have at 200, Zach? At 200, I got Jared Hilbers. Uh, he's a lineman out of Washington. Uh, he's got great size. He's 6'7", 309 pounds. Um, I think that since obviously it's a pressing need with the line, I hope uh, our linesman coach can uh, put these two. I, I drafted Trey Adams, Jared Hilbers, uh, put these two into the right position and and hopefully develop them into you know being a good good backup if anything, or p- potentially starting in the future uh, for a line that we need. Absolutely, I would like to say one thing before we continue these. Maybe even fifth round, but definitely the sixth round and seventh round picks are all probably going to be players that are developmental and are going to work hard to make the roster, but that may not even happen. But next, we've got two seventh round picks. We're in the last round of the NFL draft now. Pick 226 and pick 233. With 226, I've got a player I'm actually really excited about. I've got Steven Montez, quarterback out of Colorado. He's someone who could sit behind Foles and Mitch for a few years and maybe ready down the road. He ran a 4.68 40-yard dash at the draft and has some pretty solid mobility outside the pocket. He has a thick frame, not to be taken jokingly. Taking taken jokingly, uh, it helps him evade pass rushers, and he has a quick release with decent accuracy on throws. He's got really good awareness, something that I think Mitch lacks, and has shown flashes of some very good arm talent. He can make throws at every level of the field. He needs to learn a little bit better technique learn to square his shoulders a bit more, and if he can learn to process some coverages, I think he could be legit down the road. So with pick 226, I'm going to go with quarterback Steven Montez out of Colorado. Parth, who do you have at 226? Uh, I'm going to just go here since Parth is not talking right now. Um, At pick 226, I'm taking David Reese, linebacker from Florida. Uh, He's a high Q-type linebacker. He led his defense uh, when he was there in Florida. Like this, he's not not a starter-type player. Um just for depth we lost we lost two linebackers in this free agency with uh kevin pierre lewis and nick kwiatkowski both we lost them both to due to free agency so uh, we definitely need a linebacker for a depth position yeah and it looks like parse mute or mike is muted so zach who do you have at 226 at 226 i got tipa nali i believe that's how you pronounce it he's an edge at utah state uh, he's got good release, good extension skills. Uh, he does some good moves to get around a block. Uh, the only problem is sometimes he leads with his head on tackles. Um, but I believe he's, his extension skills will help him. Uh, I think he could be a decent tackler. And I, again, like that edge position, uh, as Parth was saying earlier, it would be nice to have somebody that could develop and sit behind Robert Quinn and, and Mack and start to learn and develop into that Absolutely. player. And I think that's that's a really good opportunity for whoever it may end up being as an edge whether we draft one this year, next year, 2022. Because just I feel like learning behind Mac has to be so valuable. So, oh, yeah. Parth, I see you're back in the call now. Who do you have at 226? I do not know how to pronounce his name. I think it's Kiava Tizino out of uh, San, San Diego State. Yes, yeah, San Diego State. Um, he is six foot two thirty five. He's a senior. Uh, he, he's, uh, he's, I guess he's from a decently small school, but he wrapped up some awards there, some captain, captain awards, defensive player of the awards. And I feel like just having a good leader on the team at that, like at that low, like of a stage would be kind of nice to grab, especially with losing a couple linebackers this off season. 
adding some depth and competing with uh, Iggy and Josh Woods, someone just to compete for that linebacker three spot would be kind of nice to have. Absolutely. So let's head into our last pick here, 233. I've got Daryl Williams. He's an uh, he's a offensive lineman, and I think he's from uh, Mississippi State. He plays with determination. He was a three-year starter and a team captain, so similar to what Part just said, you know, he is someone who can lead at the at the rookie level, even if he doesn't come in as the best pick. He could come in and show some leadership. He's a three-year starter and team captain. He's flexible, can play both guard and center, and I think that's really good. I think we lack versatility up there fr- up front, and he has a good release at the point of attack. He has very good upper body power and can read the blitz very well, which is good for calling out when the defense is, is calling audibles or maybe just running a blitz in general. He needs to He needs to improve the initial pop on run blocks, and he also needs to be better from snap to snap, but could be very solid down the road after learning behind guys like James Daniels, Cody Whitehair, and who knows, maybe Kyle Long will be on the staff one day. So learning behind those guys is going to be big for him. Parth, who do you have with the last pick in this 2020 Bears mock draft? I have a sticking Cody White, wide receiver out of Michigan State. Um, he he was a said he was a senior year there. Uh, he had 66 catches for 922 yards and six touchdowns last year. And uh, we all know that Michigan State did not have great quarterbacks the last couple of years, and he still produced. Uh, he has a good size and he has good upside, and it would just be nice to have a backup wide receiver just sitting behind Robinson, Miller, uh, Ridley, and uh, Wims. So just another. Absolutely. Jalen, who do you got with the last pick in this draft? With the last pick, I have Quadir Shepard out of Ole Miss. Um, Now, he's a very um, interesting player. Um, In his senior year, he had 48 tackles, 10 tackles for loss, and one and a half sacks and two forced fumbles. He played at at outside linebackers this year, starting all 12 games before uh, playing with the club on his surgically repaired broken left hand to start the year. Um, now, he's potentially fell all the way to the seventh round because of his off-the-field issues. He was suspended for violating the team drug policy. Um, he was actually dismissed from the program in 2016 for violating the team policy again, and he set out to hold 2016 after he transferred to Ole Miss. He originally signed with uh, Syracuse and was also suspended in his freshman year for violating team, pro- team policy. Um, so I feel like this could be if you know he can if he can keep his act right um, that he could definitely be a great um, rotational piece on the off, on the defensive line for seven. Yeah, Zach, who do you have with the last pick of this draft? All right, last pick, um, kind of questionable because some people are wondering if we're even going to take a quarterback in this draft or maybe wait until next year. I got Khalil Tate, quarterback out of Arizona. He's got good arm talent. Uh, talent. He's quick, mobile, and athletic, and I think he's just physically gifted. Uh, he's 6'2". Um, I think that him sitting behind Foles and Trubisky for a year would uh, be a great development uh, for him. And I think that uh, the the way that he is, the, the arm talent, and he's quick and mobile, I think that would be a great pick at quarterback. Absolutely. Well, that will pretty much do it for this one, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to our first ever mock draft. We're definitely going to do more of these in the future. Get out the word on as many prospects as possible. And, yeah, that will pretty much do it. But we've had some special guests on the podcast recently. I just want you to know that there's going to be more coming soon. And, uh, yeah, you, there's a lot for you guys to be excited about. That Adam Rank podcast is doing great. I'm not sure when you guys are going to see this one, but but that one's definitely doing well. So that'll pretty much do it for this one. 
You can find the links to all of our socials down in the description. We also just made brand new Twitter pages, and those are going to be in our bio at beardown.com. And you can also follow all of our fan pages on Instagram. Those are in the bio as well, or those are in the bio as well. And Zach's is at True Time Chicago. He also does all the editing for us, so we appreciate everything he does behind the scenes. Once again, if you guys would like more content, please check out the website, BairdDown.com. And you can also follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter, at BairdDown. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Zach and Jalen, you guys got any last words? BairdDown. BairdDown, that sums it up perfectly. (laughs) And as I always put it at the end, make sure to BairdDown Chicago. Peace. Peace.